Welcome to the Woo Woo Woman podcast. My name is Shelly and I'm your host. I'm a self-taught astrologer, modern mystic, yogic guide, and women's empowerment coach living in the South Florida area. This podcast was created with the intention to share the tools, people, and modalities that have continued to help me shift and heal to up-level my life in efforts to inspire and encourage you to do the same. Thank you so much for being with me. Erin Claire Jones. Oh my gosh. I'm so stoked that you are here and that you are on the Woo Woman podcast. I know it was a bit of a shaky start to make this happen, but it all in due timing. And I'm really excited for you to share your take on human design, how it's helped you perhaps grow into your purpose, inspired you, helped you develop, and how it can be a very powerful tool for other women and men to really use as a, as a tool for empowerment, for self-understanding, for self-evaluation, self-reflection, the whole nine. But before we step into all of that, I'd love, and I know that you've probably shared this many, many times in many different ways, how you stepped into human design and how essentially human design came into being. Yeah. So I, well, first I'll start with how human design came into being. So human design has been around since 1987. Um, it came through in a very mystical way, which like people like you and I might love, but I also work with a lot of skeptics. So I just want to <laughs> remind people that like, even though the origins are very mystical, like I think the information itself is very practical. And I think what matters most to me in working with people is just like whether or not the information is useful. It's not about proving that it's true or you know convincing people of anything. It's just introducing a framework and letting them resonate or not. And my experience is that like people have never felt more seen by it. Um, so it came through in 1987. The founder's name was Ra Uhuruhu. He's no longer alive, but basically he was walking home one night in Ibiza and had a very mystical experience where he heard a voice and the voice told him that it was time to work. And so for basically eight days and eight nights, he channeled the system. And if you don't know what that means, it's basically received all this information that felt like it was coming from another place. Um, and probably then probably was, <laughs> definitely was, um, and then spent the next 20 years building it out, you know, and it's been really amazing because I think when I first discovered human design and I'll share about that, it was not really a thing. It was really kind of in these very niche environments. And so I think we've seen it in the past four years, really kind of skyrocket into people's awareness in a really beautiful way. And so I think, and skeptics and, you know, woo-woo lovers alike. And so I just think that people seem more ready and excited for the system than I could have ever imagined. Um, so that was the origin. And I think also part of why it's, you know, reaching a broader audience is there are a lot of people, me included, and many others really finding ways to kind of translate human design and making it more accessible and empowering to like a more mainstream audience. Um, because I think that the way we share a system obviously comes through our own perspective and the way we see things. And I think some of the ways the information was initially presented was perhaps not the most empowering. So um, it's been really beautiful to kind of watch it reach a broader audience. I was introduced to human design in a really serendipitous way. It was definitely not my plan. I had no idea what it was, um, but I was sitting at a friend's gathering in New York City in 2015 and sat next to a stranger who asked to read my human design chart. I had never heard of it, but I was super curious to hear about myself because I think many of us are. Um, and he did a little mini reading for me and I was just like jaw on the floor. 
And, and for two reasons, one is I had never felt somebody put me so accurately into words. I was like, you are articulating my internal experience in a way that I've never been able to, Mm. you know? And then also I felt really confronted because I was like, but I have not been living that. Like I have not been allowing that. So I felt like such relief and confrontation at the same time. Um, And he actually ended that conversation by saying, Aaron, I think you're meant to do this. Um, And I think that we're meant to do it together. Like, I'd love to be your teacher. And he'd been studying for a decade. So it was like, and human design is not predictive. He was not being like, I'm looking at Aaron design, Aaron. And she's like a human design reader, you know? You're going to be a thing. (laughs) Yeah. I think he like saw in my design that it, one, it meshed well with his, but also like one of my gifts was in communication, especially around mystical things, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think he was just like, I see it in you. And so we, um, so he was my first teacher. And so that kind of started the journey. It's been a rocky, wonderful roller coaster since 2015. Um, I worked with him for the first couple of years and then started my own practice in 2018. And um, it and I have transformed in more ways than I could have ever imagined. Yeah. Isn't that so interesting how things just kind of fall into your path and it's like, it's like a breadcrumb. And then you're like, wait, do I pick it up? Do I leave it as like the knowing your human design as much as you do now, do you think that you were functioning in your human design in responding to like what that was? And like, did that feel different in comparison to like making decisions prior to that? Yeah. And I, it was funny. Cause like, even though I, I responded to it in a way that was so aligned with my human design, like, I don't think I was even super conscious of that yet. <laughs> like, I think my human design and, you know, is basically all about being invited into things. Yeah. And so to have somebody, a stranger, just be like, you are meant to do this. And like, and it could be a thing where I'm like, I'm not thanks though, you know, but like in a case like that, I was like, Oh my God, I think he actually really does see something. And then another part of my strategy is around taking my time with decisions and not jumping into things and also knowing the best decisions for me can't be rationalized. It's more like it feels right or it doesn't. And so um, I really took my time with it. I really felt into it. I kind of allowed him to show me lots of different layers to see if it resonated. And then I just said, yes. And he was so funny because he was like, Aaron, like, I can't believe you're saying yes. He was like, I know that you're like, are drawn to this, but like, you don't get it yet. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) and I didn't, like, I didn't really, I just like could feel that there was like something so golden in the system in a way that I hadn't observed in any other modalities I explored. So I said, yes, very much from a place of just like trust and knowingness and not at all from a place of like, this makes sense for me to do as the next step in my career. It it absolutely did not make sense. Um, Mm -hmm. and, but it, but it, you know, it happened perfectly and it was born out of an invitation, which is like the core of my design which is so cool, right? It's yeah. like giving you exactly how it should all be and pan out. And like, here you are. That's crazy. <laughs> how have you like personally seen how knowing so much about yourself through human design? And I'm sure like you've tapped into other modalities as well, but like that self-study and like way even from the back with Socrates, right? Like know thyself, like the, the nuggets of wisdom that perhaps like you said, there are some skeptics out there, but really being able to find the practicalities of each modality that's out there and really almost allowing yourself to be invited to creating your own through what you do pick up along the way, right? Mm -hmm. Like there are going to be certain parts of some particular modality that your body and like, like you said, like there's this inner sense of knowing that's like, yeah, I'm going to take that. I'm going to use that part of it. Um, How have you seen maybe with this particular modality as human design but other modalities as well because I know human design is very like it's stacked on top of different um philosophies and thoughts and a bunch of woo 
sparkle ponies and yeah. all kinds of stuff, but um, how that has really transformed you into essentially moving from your place of power and the way in which you do translate human design, which I absolutely love. And I know so many of my followers as well as people that I've worked with really resonate most with, with the way in which you um, present it in such a way that's mm -hmm. like, it lands differently, like you said, um, and that little journey that you took. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been a real journey. I mean, another part of my human design is I'm a similar to you. I'm a six, two profile. And basically what we share with the two is that like, we're just meant to kind of do things in our own unique way, often in ways that are kind of like inexplicable where it's like, I don't really know how I do what I do. I just do it. Um, but I think for me, the first couple of years of my human design journey was building a really solid foundation. Like I, I mean, I've taken literally every certification that I could find, you know, I've studied with all the, not all the teachers, of course, but like many teachers, like I just, it was so limited the education when I discovered human design that I basically like found it wherever I could. And so for the first few years, it was building a strong foundation. And I found myself kind of communicating what I was learning, but it didn't feel so authentic to me. And then I feel like I reached a point perhaps in 2018 and, and the studying has never stopped by the way, human design's endless as no. you probably have discovered, but like, yes. <laughs> I think I reached a point in maybe 20, I would say 2018, where I felt like the foundation was strong within me that I had, I did, I like could stop thinking about it. Like, as in when I was sharing with people, it wasn't like, okay, like, how do I communicate this thing? I was more just like, what does this person need to hear? And like, it's all within me. So I'm just going to like find a way of communicating that feels natural. Mm -hmm. And so I think once the found, once it all was integrated and became part of me, I felt so much more empowered to communicate it in a way that just felt a lot more authentic, you know? And it was so fun because it actually like in some ways required so much less effort, you know, for me, cause I was like, I don't have to think so hard. It was just happening. Um, and so I, but it, it required that foundation. It kind of required that like integration. And it's been really, I just, finished part of why it was so hard to schedule is I just finished teaching 200 new human design guides and like it was so fun and so all in but like it's also such a good reminder where it's like I love that they resonate with my approach and yeah. I also can't wait for them to discover their approach you know like I just think that we all like have our own way of communicating about these things and so I think for me foundation was the first step and then I just kind of released control and was like I'm probably going to piss some people off especially like traditional human design people but like I just know that like, if I communicate this in a way that feels a bit more authentic to me, it's going to land with the right people in a way that like trying to fit into a box is not going to. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, with what I do, I use a combination of natal, their natal chart with human design. And then I kind of bring the two and integrate the two. And with astrology, like fairly easy for me comes like into like intuitively everything human design I'm still learning so I can yeah. feel what you're feeling and I could resonate with what you're saying it's like you have to to bring the input in order for the output to flow in your voice totally um, so totally totally resonate with that and I can be, you know, frank in, in yoga as well. Like I remember I went to yoga teacher training and same thing, like these are all these different modalities that, that require a lot of education. Yeah. Um, and then I remember just like one day I taught a class and it was like, ah, like there's yeah. my place. It just flowed so beautifully. And that is the essence. What I think when you do the self-study within human design of your own chart, right? Like it's the one thing to get something told to you, which is fantastic. Cause like you said, most people like to hear about themselves, but when you do the deep dive, like it's like reading your own book. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how does this book like 
translate? What pieces connect now that maybe if I picked that book up in a different time and space and I read the same words, it would land differently in my soul. And I think that those those layers are within, you know, natal chart readings as well as human design. And yeah. Just, you know, with your personal experience or perhaps with people that you work with, um, the transition of that awareness that it kind of like unpacks itself as you go mm-hmm. is yeah. so powerful. Yeah. And I think it it's so important for people to realize because like human design as with astrology, it's like, it's a lot of information. Yeah. And if you walk in with the expectation that you're going to integrate it all immediately, like it's going to drive you crazy and get you way more in your head than actually have any real impact on your life. And so like, I think it's really like one piece at a time. And that's why, you know, I created the blueprint book because it just feels like, you know, and, and we can mention at the end, but like, it feels like every time people read it, a new thing will come, you know, yeah. based on where they are in their life and what's happening. It's not just Absolutely. like you fully download all of it. You're like, Oh, like this feels really relevant. relevant. Oh, I see why this resonates now. So I really do recommend that people take their time with these systems, because I think that what drew me to human design more than any other modality I found. And also I will say that, like, I haven't dug so deeply into astrology. And so many other modalities could do this, but you know, human design offers us all this juicy self-knowledge, but it gives us all these very actionable tools to put that knowledge in, like into our lives in really practical ways. And I think that like, I love that so much because I felt like I'd done so many readings and things in the past where I like learn all these things where I was like, Oh my God, this is so fun. And then I walked away and I was like, I don't know what to do with any of it. Yes, I was affirming, but like, thank you. You know, like, I just don't know how to bring it into my life. And I think human design bridged that gap. It just like, it gave me the knowledge, it gave me the tools and it gave me all these ways to experiment with it. And so I think that like, that's what I really always want to remind people that like human design means nothing if you do nothing with it, you know? So take it, experiment, embody, see what feels good, see what doesn't, see what happens when you honor your design versus you don't, you know, I've tried not honoring my design many times, you know, only to discover it doesn't work so well. So I think that like, these are systems that are meant to be experimented with and embodied and not memorized. And so just really remembering that. Absolutely. I like, I have the, um, I have the blueprints from Aaron Claire Jones website. And at times, like I'm just randomly I'll finger it and I'll flip to a page and I'll read it. And just like you said, like, I was like, I've read this before, but it, it feels different, right? It feels different. And riffing a little bit more on what you said, I personally went and had my natal chart read and I had all this information, but I didn't have the guidance. And like with what I do, my mission for women, and that's why I'm so grateful that you're on this podcast to share the the really empowering parts of human design and what I like to call like your high definition version, like you and high def, right? Cause I call it HD. So when I work with my clients, I'm like, you know, this of course, is going to be something that you have to unpack over time. But there are parts that sometimes you need assistance with bringing those parts into balance. And I think the the kicker with this is finding, you know, either digesting on your own with little bits and pieces to be able to find that balance in your life um, or connecting with somebody who can help bring those things into a reality for you to a point where it's like, hey, like, yeah, here's all this information. And like you said, I remember I had my needle chart done. I was like, holy fuck, like now what, right? I'm like, now what? And I wish I had like little tidbits or somebody that could coach me along the way within that process because it is something to unpack. And oftentimes you think you're done unpacking one thing and it's like, nope, there it is again, you know? <laughs> totally, it's it's endless, you know? And I think that it is, 
you know, it's really nice to have people help translate it because like, like astrology, human design is not a thing where like, you'll look at a human design chart and you'll be like, oh, I get it. Like, I understand it. Like you need it. And unfortunately you need a translator, you know, and ideally you will have a translator that makes it really practical. And I think that's been really my approach to human design. That was my approach to the course. And the students I just taught is like, I don't want to just give you the information. Like I want to give you the information and I want to talk about how it applies to our families and how it applies to our romantic relationships and how it applies to our careers and like how we can use it in every one of those places, you know? And so I just think that like, that's often what's missing. And like, as I said, and as I always feel, it's like, we just don't need more information right now. We just need the right information at the right time to spark transformation in our lives. And like, it requires somebody who can make it really practical. And I think that's sometimes we miss that. I love that so much. I need to take that course that you're, I looked into it and I was like, I got so much going on right now. It's like, not the time. Cause it is, it is fairly lengthy, but I was like, next time she does it, I'm going to do it. So I mean, I get, well, I get emails. <laughs> part of, part of why things are so crazy right now is that we are um, pre baby. I'm, I'm doing two months is we are launching a pre-recorded version. Oh. So basically I am like full time right now, just preparing yeah. that. So it will be ready this year if you want to, and then you can go through on your own pace. Yeah. I would love to take that because again, I love your take on it. I resonate with with the way in which you present it. And I would love to just take that perspective and again, enrich my own. And that's literally what all of this is about, right? It's like getting different perspectives on different things and modalities, and then really creating your own quote unquote religion, whatever that looks like. Right. Can you just like briefly just, um, touch on like the different types I know there's mm-hmm. different profiles and I know it can get really, really intricate, but essentially just giving people an idea of like the various different types and then how we can, you know, use human design to really empower us in the way in which we function energetically, not only in our life, but like you said, in relationships, in our work, and you can also do human design for your business, which I did. And it was like, it was mm. mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Um, So essentially like those little tidbits, just to kind of give like those who are maybe tuning in and they're like, what the hell are they talking about? Yeah. A little bit of a, of a foundation. And then we can, we can tap into how we can really use our own harness, our own energy to really step into our energetic purpose. Yeah, of course. So in human design, everyone's design is incredibly unique. It's not a system where you're like, Oh my God, we have the same design. Like you might have the same type, but there's just so much more nuance underneath it. So like as I share type, just remember, like, it's such an important piece. And it's also just the first piece. So there are five different types. Some will say four, I do five, just to kind of like really shed light, shed light on the nuance. There are manifesting generators, generators, projectors, reflectors, and manifestors. If you don't yet know your human design, you can look it up at humandesignblueprint.com. And our type is really useful because it really reveals how we best use our energy, but also how we can create the most aligned opportunities in our lives. And so generators and manifesting generators are really, um, I'll talk about them together and then separately. They're really kind of the doers, the ones that have such tremendous energy and power to bring ideas to life when they are so genuinely lit up and satisfied by what they're doing. And so one of their biggest lessons is around prioritizing their own excitement and seeing that not as a selfish choice, but actually as the thing that allows them to have the most positive, powerful impact on the world around them for your kids, anyone around you. Um, And another big lesson is boundaries because generators and manifesting generators have such kind of powerful energy and they're such a natural resource of energy. People can really want to take advantage of it. 
Mm-hmm. And not in a malicious way. They just like sense your capacity. And so as a generator or a manifesting generator, it's so important to kind of stay connected to your gut feeling and what you genuinely feel lit up for and available for. Um, manifesting generators specifically are often quite multi-passionate, might like moving their energy in between many different things, not meant to have super linear careers, often quite gifted at moving fast. Um, and pure generators really carry such a potential for kind of mastery and this like steadfast commitment and energy and bringing ideas to life. And the last piece that I'd share about both types is that your strategy in human design is about allowing things to come to you and waiting for things to light up your gut before you go after them. So you as a generator are not meant to chase after or initiate anything. You're meant to kind of wait for things to show up, whether it's on a podcast, whether it's on Instagram, whether it's on a newsletter. And when your gut lights up in response and is like, yes, that thing, then you just pursue it without having any clue of where it's going to take you. And the idea is that your gut knows better than your mind where to put your energy next and your work is to trust that. Mm-hmm. Is that all that clear? Trial and error, right? (laughs) Yeah. And like, and the magic of human design is that like, and you said this at the beginning is it often reminds us of things we already know. Like when I share that with clients, they're like, oh, I can see all the times that I honored that in the past and how it worked out and all the times that I ignored that, (laughs) how challenging things became, you know? So it's like, you're going to do both. You're going to initiate and you're going to wait to respond and you'll see what feels better. But the idea is that your energy is really, really precious. And it's often not until things shows up that you actually know whether you're available for it. Any questions on that as a generator? No, I no. mean, it, just that it, it's very, I remember one time, like I wanted this job and I like physically went there and I made it happen. And then I was there and I was like, this is like out of alignment with my belief systems and my values. And this is really not what I wanted. And it showed up so many different times because, you know, society is always like, go get it, go for what you want. You know, don't ever stop. Keep going, keep going. And when you, when, when I realized now with that generator, like, okay, just, just be who you are, be in joy, be happy, do what brings you joy and everything. You're a magnet. It'll come yeah. to you. And I see that now that now I allow, and I allow myself to be in that, in that receiving receptive mode, yeah. as opposed of like that, like gun ho, like I'm going for what I want type of energy. Totally. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just powerful to be aware of that, you know, just like, Mm -hmm. I like, because you're this combination of being such a powerhouse and also being so receptive at the same time. It's Mm -hmm. like, you're just going to be like, so receptive until the right moment and then be a powerhouse and making that thing happen. And so it's about kind of just using discernment about where to put your energy and when. Absolutely. So then we've got our projectors. Projectors are very natural leaders, leaders, guides, teachers, and advisors are not here to do all the doing as projectors. I'm a projector. We often might find our energy ebbs and flows, you know, so we are not designed to do, do, do all day long and kind of building space and ease and rest into our days is often really powerful. Um, We often love systems like human design, anything that kind of helps us better understand people and how they work. Um, we often thrive in one-on-one settings because one of the gifts of projectors is making people feel deeply recognized and seen. Um, but a big lesson is just projectors are innately sensitive to and wise about people. And they often are caught up in this world of trying to do and keep up with everyone around them and, and feel disconnected from that gift. And so 
I think what I've found as a projector is the more space I create, the more rested I am, the more kind of creative and impactful and successful I can be, you know? And so not making myself guilty for taking rest and, and not doing all the doing, um, as an entrepreneur that has really looked like having partners, having the right support, not doing it all alone. And then our strategy as projectors is to wait to be recognized and invited in for somebody to be like, Hey, I love your gifts. I want you to share them. Like, let me create an opportunity for you to do that. So I would just pay attention to where you feel the most seen and invited in and invest more energy there. Um, and know that people cannot invite you unless they see you. So I would also consider ways to make yourself visible and share yourself with the world simply to make yourself available for the right invitations. And for me, Instagram, podcasts, newsletters have all been really beautiful ways to do that. Manifestors are the disruptors, innovators, initiators, often good at getting things off the ground and getting them started not necessarily at doing all the doing to keep the thing alive, but at beginning it. Um, really nice for them to have the right support. They are people that tend to thrive with a lot of freedom, autonomy, control, not here to be told what to do, manage or guided in any way, here to do things on their own terms and in their own way. And they can often find that their energy is also spurty, where they can make a lot happen over the course of a couple hours, weeks, or days. And they need to kind of pull back and rest and wait for the next surge to arise. And, and they often see the future and see where things are going before others do. So one of their biggest lessons, and it's often not an easy one, is really kind of trusting themselves to really be the first and, and to kind of carve a path before anyone else has. And their strategy is about initiating, about making the first move, not waiting for anything to come to them, and just keeping the people around them kind of in the loop and in the for, informed about what they're choosing and when. Final type is a reflector. These people are very... Um, sensitive to their space. They're kind of our collective mirrors, people that take in and magnify the energy that they're around. And so you really get a good sense of how a team company or um, community is doing just by how that reflector is showing up. <laughs> and so they are meant to be such ruthless curators of who and where they're spending time with and in because they're taking in so much of that energy within themselves. And the magic of reflectors is that they're fluid. They're going to have days where they feel like a generator like you, like a projector like me, like a manifestor, like a manifesting generator. Like their job is not to put themselves into a box or show up in one way consistently, but to honor whatever feels like them that day, trusting it's all them. And in the context of business, we call them evaluators because they see and sense and feel things that so many of us don't. And so being in an environment where they can really be valued and invited in to share that perspective is often going to feel the best for them. Yeah. Wow. Like so many little tidbits. And with my girls that I work with, I have yet to work with a reflector. Um, however, there's something that I've come across and I don't know if this is, I mean, kind of off topic, but reflectors, they, they work with specific areas of the body, right? Like their, their center is a specific area. And do you find that somebody with like that center, maybe like more defined can exude those kind of reflector tendencies, even though they're not officially like reflector or are reflectors like pretty, pretty solid in, in that. In Reflect that reflectors are really unique in that respect. And that like, if you look at a chart, a reflector chart, every single center is white and open right. because they're taking in a magnifying energy from every possible place. If you have a chart where you have, you know, two defined centers, a kind of two colored in centers or a few and you have a lot of white and open centers, like you can definitely resonate with the reflector piece, especially if the diamond in the middle is white. Um, 
but you still have your own strategy and way of doing things, you know? So it's right. definitely like you, you might resonate with those tendencies and definitely some of the qualities, like I would imagine that you would resonate with the pieces around like having a fluid identity, you know, and like, yeah. and being really sensitive to space. Like that is actually all very true in your design. It's just like amplified to another level with reflectors. And it's yeah, so yeah. a key part of their strategy. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really good reminder that it's like, our type is just the first piece. Like I've had so many clients would be like, I resonate with this and this. And we just like, as we dig into their design, we're like, we can uncover all the reasons that is. It's just like, it's that our type informs how we're designed to best use our energy and then all these yeah. layers underneath it. So like you being really sensitive to your space doesn't, you know, counteract the fact that you're a generator and like really here to have this powerful kind of energy that you use up every day. Gotcha. Yeah. My space is like, I need my space. Yeah. and I also need my time. Like I have two kids and I'm just like, babe, I need like an hour to just decompress. My husband, fortunately, is like super understanding with that. And I think that when you know yourself, and again, these are tools that help you really refine who you are and what you need and how you refresh yourself and how you renew yourself. Yeah. It's able, it's easier to communicate that with your partners too. Totally. You know, because like sometimes if, if you're, if you're unaware of these little tidbits of like, I need my own personal space, I need my own quiet time and you don't honor those and create those boundaries, right. Then it's, it's stacking emotions and stacking more chaos where like, whoa, this could have all been alleviated if I just voiced it. And if I just established, Hey, this is what I need. But sometimes totally. knowing what you need is oftentimes like the hardest part, right? Like sometimes you're so in it that something like human design can kind of be like, holy crap, this makes so much sense. Now I can start applying these tools in my life to see how I can better interact with my environment, interact with my partner, voice what I need, because now this is all making sense. hundred percent. Yeah. And I think that it's really, you know, human design is such a cool tool for individual alignment in every part of our lives, but like, it's almost a more powerful tool in relationships. Yeah, because it just like it reminds us that we are all so different. And I what I've noticed in relationships is there's often a lot of friction because it's like, why are you not more like me? You know, or I just like, I don't get how you operate. And it's it's not that it's wrong. I just don't understand it. And human design gives us this language should be like, this is exactly what each person needs and how they can best be supported, whether it's as kids, partners or teammates. And it really just helps us know how to really support each individual. And so and it gives us that language and relationship to be like, wow, like, you make decisions really quickly. How cool. I need a lot more time, you know, mm-hmm. or like, actually like, well, you might not feel the sensitivity, like me being at the right table in a restaurant is actually everything to my ability to like, have a good experience there, you know? And so I just think that it gives us, I love doing partnership sessions for this reason. I work with so many teams for this reason. Like it just gives us so many, such language and so many tools to really understand how to honor each other. Yeah. And we start to take a lot fewer, a lot less things personally, And we're just like, oh my God, how cool. I can like leverage all these amazing differences because like, you're just a different thing. And like, now I can really like honor that and appreciate that and stop being disappointed because I want you to be a thing that you're not. Yeah. And communicate better. Like I have, my husband's a manifesting generator. My two sons are manifesting generators and I'm a generator. And just being able to, to know that. And my, my, my oldest son, he he's emotional. So I know that he takes time to digest. Yeah. And this past summer, I told him like six months before, I was like, you're going to sleep away camp. And he's like, no. <laughs> and it just had to like, 
you know, fester yeah. a little bit and had to like stew before he was really able to be like, okay, I'm excited. Like I want to go to camp. Yeah. And it is such a powerful tool when you're able to meet somebody where they are, instead of forcing somebody to, to be at your level, it's yeah. just honoring the difference and honoring the space as human beings that we are different. We say that all the time, but I think it's, it's thrown around loosely because the acceptance part to a lot of that is not there. It's like, we're all different. Yeah, that's great. But accepting the way in which we function differently as well is a huge, huge piece to that. And totally. in all dynamics, yep. you know, taking it out of just like relationships, but even just taking it and being like, oh, the waitress that I had at, at the restaurant, you know, totally. And just 100%. being able to step, to step into that now with empowerment and purpose. And I know that there, this can get a little, um, multi-layered because of it all, but when you when you go through the types like within the types the purpose of the generator is to generate that energy the purpose of the reflector is to reflect back at us and just recapping here and then the manifesting generator theirs is multi-layered essentially correct yeah i mean i think that like i feel like type is less around purpose but i would just say like how they best use their energy like generators is like just doing the things that light them up Gotcha. Manifesting generators is like the same, but also knowing that like what lights them up will keep changing. So staying tuned into that. Right. Like you said, reflectors is so much around kind of mirroring back what's working. Projectors is like to offer leadership, guidance, insights, perspective to help others use their energy and manifestors to kind of get things started and kind of like initiate things. Yeah. Super powerful. And being able to like know that and work with that, with what you're doing. Oh yeah. So, so good. Um, I also wanted to share that I first thought that I was a manifesting generator and I had like the dates wrong mm. and I was like stuck on the title. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up um, having Kayla do my uh, human design chart and mm -hmm. she's like, you're a generator. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I realized too, this can also kind of come into like the whole labeling part of all things right and just honoring yes that this is like your type or whatever but also embracing like the fluidity of it and and the differences within it instead of harboring the label because there that was me for sure I was like yeah. generator. I'm like, okay like this kind of makes sense and then when I had my chart read I was like generator like oh okay like mm. this this sits so much easier but I was caught in the yeah. label right yeah and totally. it's just it was it was different, but yeah, kind of pointing to that a little bit too. Oh yeah, the labeling can kind of get in the way with things. <laughs> yeah, and like I've had clients. I even did a blueprint book for a human design reader, and like she was, she thought she was a projector, and she like was like, I don't know. If got, it's like program we used or what? But there's something out there. Sometimes it's it's just like we'll like have a weird thing with time. You know, I think that we've tried to make it super wow. clear on our website, like. AM PM, you know, and like, and like really specific locations. Cause like, I've just seen so many weird things happen, but I think that, um, but it was so interesting. Cause she was like, Oh my God, I've been trying to put myself in the box of being a projector and she yeah. she's a manifesting generator. And she's like, makes so much more sense. So like, um, it really does happen. So one be precise about the time, but it is like, it's a really good reminder for us of just like, you know, just seeing how it really lands with us, you know, because right. it, it's really, it's like, 
that's what I love about human design is that like, I can tell people all these things about themselves, but like, I can never tell them like where they're going to go or what career they'll have. I'll be like, these are your gifts. These are your challenges that like you get to choose. Like I can like teach you how to like tune into yourself to know what's right for you, but I cannot tell you. And so I think human design, like all other systems offers us a really cool opportunity to check in with ourselves and be like, does this really feel like me? And does this like feel useful to me, you know? And and it is interesting because manifesting generators are not like wildly different, but there are nuances. So it probably like was so different to be like, oh, this is really different. Yeah. The other one landed so different for me. Um, I was going to say something and it's passing me now, but it'll come up. Um, can you share a little bit about anything? Like you said that you have that course coming up yeah. um, and you have your blueprint that you can get on your website and we'll have all those links in the show notes. Um, so if you want to finger down to the show notes there, you'll be able to click it if you're interested in getting and or being involved in any of anything that Aaron is getting out there into this world. If you can touch on anything else that you might have coming out soon, besides the baby. (laughs) I know, right? That's definitely the biggest thing. Um, So um, the Blueprint book is a beautiful place to get started. It basically is a 55 plus page guide all about your unique design. It's like an operating manual to you. Like we talked about, it's really meant to be a thing that you keep coming back to, not a thing that you read just once. And it's meant to be really practical and empowering and relatable in the way that I deliver the information. Um, I'm happy to create a discount code for your audience if you like. Would you Yeah, I would love that that so much. Yeah, they would be so excited for that. Do you have a word that you like to use? Hmm. You could put Shellyism. S H E L L Y I S M. Yeah. Okay, great. So Shellyism is the discount. Um, and then I have the course coming out. Honestly, no promises here. If the baby comes out early, everything yeah. is everything is out the window. But um, the intention is to have it come out this year. Um, and it basically will be uh, you know, I it, it will give you all the information you need to know about human design and again in the most practical, empowering way. So if you're like I am obsessed. Like, let me get in on this. Like the courses, you know, will be amazing. I think that we just went through it with 200 students and like, it was amazing, like better than I could have ever, ever imagined. Um, because there's just so few educational opportunities out there. And there are so few that actually are practical. So many of my students are readers and like had been, have taken a bajillion courses and they're like, Oh my God, thank God. There's like finally one that actually like talks about how to actually implement this information, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and then also I just launched something called blueprint sessions, which is a bit more, um, niche more for kind of readers and like human design lovers, but it's a monthly subscription where we'll basically come together once a month. I will do a live reading for somebody. And then together we're going to kind of debrief it and really kind of explore human design through just like a case study. You know, I think that there's like so much cool stuff of just like, here's all this information about what type means. But I think a lot of people are craving to like hear it actually in practice and hear it landing with people and through conversations. So um, that is, we just launched that last week and um, we come together, like I said, once a month that you also have access to a private community, because I think what I've really discovered through the course is that like human design is so cool to explore on your own. That's what I've done for eight years, but like way more cool and more fun to explore in community. Um, and so that will be, that's a really great space for that. Community is everything. Yeah. Everything. Totally. It's really, and it's been so cool through having this community through the course is that like, I will tell them what it means to be a generator, but like somebody like you is going to actually have so many more insightful things to say because you're like, oh, but that's my lived experience, you know? And so I think like the magic of having community is like you hear from me about what it all means, but then you hear from a person around like how it's actually playing out in their life. 
Um, and that kind of helps deepen our understanding and knowledge in so many beautiful ways. Yeah. Cause the different expressions that come through with each individual's totally. experience is just so rich and to yes. be able to have that in a community and relate to that in such a way. Mm-hmm. So good. The coolest. Yeah. So good. Oh my gosh. My heart's so full. I appreciate you so much. I know. Thank you for your flexibility. Shelly's been the most patient. I canceled like four and a half times. I was like, Um, the universe is going to have this unfold at the right time when it's supposed to unfold. And um, it has. And I really do appreciate your insight. And like I said, truly a gem. I value the way in which you share. Thank you for the work that you do into this world. And Thank you for putting it out there and translating it in such a way that really lands for so many of us Um, and being able to kind of take that rigidity that can sometimes be like the first look on when you're looking at a chart of whether it be natal natal charts or human design. And again, just breaking it down for us in such digestible ways for us to apply them. And one of my favorite posts that that she did was like a letter to a generator. And I send it to my husband all the time. And it's just like, wow, yes, like I feel seen, I feel heard. And I think that's the biggest part of like what the hunger is as a whole is just to feel seen and heard. And human design really does put that in your hands of first seeing yourself and hearing yourself and then opening up the opportunity to do the same for other people because of the, the differences and really being able to create the space for yourself at first, right? And then at the very same time, have that unfolding with other people. So 100%. Oh my God, thank you so much for that reflection. It's such a pleasure to share. It brings me so much joy and I really appreciate your patience and I'm so glad we made it happen. It definitely was the perfect time. It was really nice to finish the course before we got to sit down together. Truly, truly. Thank you so, so much. If you want to connect with Erin, We will have her Instagram link and the links to her blueprint, as well as the course, potentially. I don't know if you have a link. We have a wait list. Yeah. So that can be perfect. So then we'll put the wait list link down there. Thank you so much for being with me and I will see you all next week.